Hi everyone and welcome to Cyber Security Career Talks. Today I have with me Gurdeep Kaur, uh, who's a CISO of PSNG, and uh, she's a dear friend. So let me introduce you. Uh, Gurdeep and I, Gurdeep and I met uh, when we were uh, when we wanted to uh, fi- um, create this uh, ISC Squared New, Jap- New Jersey chapter in 2012. and after that once we created the chapter it did so well and gurdeep was awarded the ic squared chapters uh, president's award um so this is one, what it looks like there is another one i'm going to share with you it's not coming up but that's fine so thank you gurdeep for joining me today and today we are going to talk about how to become a ciso so how to become a ciso and uh, i'll just before the uh, disclaimer i am nilofer tamboli i am your host your coach your teacher on this journey with you as we explore different cyber security roles until you find your dream job good deep thank you so much for joining me today and i will just read out a disclaimer um the views expressed in this presentation and during the session are the personal opinions of the participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of their respective employers this discussion is a volunteer led effort to contribute to the profession and pay forward the many kindnesses and instances of support and guidance that the participants have received in the course of their career okay good day so um when you were a little girl did you like think like okay i want to become a ciso or when this this obsession with this becoming a ciso start Hi, hi everyone, and thanks, Nilofer, for having me. And thanks for the interesting question. I'll be very honest. No, I had no idea if there would be a CISO role. Even like I did not even know that CISO exists at that time when I was a little girl. Um, but definitely had, uh, if I may say, that um, aptitude, that um, attitude in the sense that yes, you need to do something which is going to. you know contribute in your own way to make world a little more safe and a little more secure um while growing up in in new delhi india so that that was uh, if i may say the starting of that um but definitely nothing not at all related to the ciso uh, but definitely wanted to do something very uh, if i may say uh, uh, on on the competitive side and and at that time also uh like growing growing up in 70s in india it was still and maybe there is still you know difference kind of between the gender gap if i may say and it it was um, a bit interesting my parents never stopped me from uh, doing what i want to do but at the same time they had that um, uh, if i may say prejudice that hey being a girl you may want to become a teacher you may want to become a doctor uh, but engineer no nah. they were like what are you talking about so that was uh, definitely a difference uh, for them also but 
I would absolutely you know say that they 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 encouraged me they really supported me and um, as I got my electrical engineering uh, degree and at that time computers started becoming at least in India at that time it became uh, you know, coming in uh, towards the final year if I may say of the electrical engineering and at that time I became interested in the in computers and IT and and eventually the security. So you spoke a little bit about your uh, engineering um, education. What else did you like? Suppose to, today, some we've got like people from various uh, uh, fields that are trying to like uh, get into cybersecurity role, or somebody who's just out of college, right? Uh, or somebody who's even planning their journey. So, is there something specific you would advise them, or uh, like by way of education? or by way of a degree, should they have like a cybersecurity master's degree? Or what, what is your advice to those people? I would definitely encourage them to have a degree, right? At least uh, go to college, get a degree, get an undergrad. Absolutely, if you can have it in the in IT related field or definitely any major or, or even you know, some subject on cyber. And as you learn more, if you like it, then absolutely please pursue uh, further uh, degree or certifications. But at the same time, I want to be very clear on this, that it's, it's not the degree does not make you as a person, right? It adds to your personality, but does not really define you as a person. So even if you have a degree in, uh, in liberal arts, nothing is stopping you from getting into uh, cyber with that degree in the, in the liberal arts. It will again matter uh, what your interest is, how much time are you willing to spend on, on gaining that further, if I may say, uh, education and learning more about, uh, about that uh, subject. And there are so many different domains in cyber that you can uh, pursue. Sure, sure. But so somebody wants to, like, like we talked about like various domains, right? Should they initially with their education, etc., should they like... Uh, uh, focus on a certain domain and prepare towards them or um, and which domains do CISOs come from? So like, uh, do you have that uh, insight uh, that, you know, like maybe they come from same risk management or do they like, what is the role prior to the CISO role and uh, that you've seen? And that's, you know, very interesting question because there is no set recipe for the CISO. So what I'll be talking about is from my own experience the the experiences that i have the path that i have taken the strengths that i have or even the weaknesses that i had to overcome so i i, I cannot really give a prescription if i may say uh, for yes this is the, the path but what i would suggest from my own uh, experience uh, perspective is if you are just starting don't don't think too much about which domain to focus on just get in Start learning about as many domains as you can. And as you become more interested, comfortable, and, and get more challenged, then pursue that. I, I would not really. And I can give from my own example that when I was doing my engineering at that time, the uh, many of you may know the NIIT in, in India that had just started. They were giving out those uh, advanced software management, GNIIT. And they, they had some merit scholarship. So I was doing engineering. I knew IT is coming along and, and, and computers is kind of becoming a big thing. 
So I kind of dived in that. Okay, let me start with the GNIIT. I have the hundred percent scholarship. I have nothing to lose. Absolutely everything to gain. So as I learn more, I am like, okay, should I be doing software development or should I be going into administration, network administration, or other IT admin? And for me, IT admin or uh, network admin was more, if I may say, an attractive role than doing the software development. Sure. So, Gudip, can you walk us through like uh, your journey and uh, the different uh, stops that you took uh, before you become a CISO? Because because this will help people who are like who think that okay, I want to be a CISO and how do I become that? But like it's like a zigzag path for most of us. So, I just want you uh, you to share your story. Sure. So, I my first job was at um, was actually in in marketing. It was with a company in India. Um, Nexus Computers. They were headquartered in Pondicherry. I was based in New Delhi. And although it was not uh, a job that I was doing any software development or even nothing to do with electrical engineering, but that helped me one get a lot of understanding about computers inside out. Like it was a hardware company, and they were selling the complete package. And I was speaking to different uh, clients, and that was not my forte. Selling is not my forte, but. Talking to people, yes, I I could learn a lot and I could help anyone understand, uh, you know, where where any uh, challenges are. Started there, and it's interesting to note that one because one of the clients actually referred me to there is an open role in United Nations organization in New Delhi, so you will be a perfect fit there. Why don't you apply? So I applied there. It was not purely an IT, but they took me because I had the engineering degree. and then i had the um, the certification from niit and i knew enough about computers because of my one year experience with nexus computers so all of that came came together joined un stayed there for uh, joined in 94 left in 97 beginning because uh, we i got married had career plans and of course personal plans as well moved to to us and many of you may recall that in in 98 actually we moved in 98 at that time the y2k had just started and there was a lot of uh, appetite for it workers at that time so i joined as an it consultant in multiple uh, did consulting roles in multiple banking uh, companies uh, jp morgan merrill lynch at that time and it was all focused on it there wasn't any security component at that time if many of you may be able to relate uh, relate to that and then september 11 happened right and even before that there was code red and nimda and there were kind of you know pockets of uh, security awareness because of there were those viruses that were causing havoc but at the same time there was nothing unfortunately as impactful as september 11 and then the focus shifted on of course there was a lot of focus on physical security but also on the overall security and that would include uh, corporate and the information security at that time and that's how i kind of shifted uh, if i may say uh, into into security became the security lead while i was the idm consultant at uh, lucent technologies and then microsoft introduced their patch tuesday thing and that became you know we are on top of every patch we have to make sure we are getting everything uh, you know updated so that's where i got into computers and nilofer i was uh, behind you actually 
couple of years, if I may say, in getting my CISSP uh, uh, certification. I did that in 2004 and before <laughs> I, I joined uh, AIG. And AIG was my full-time uh, you know, job in security. I joined as senior security analyst for um, AIG uh, Enterprise Security. And that was an amazing, amazing opportunity for me. The team was fabulous. I got my mentor uh, there. And I, I, I would say I really embarked upon the journey into security from, um, you know, from that place. So. Sure, sure. Thanks for selling. Um, um, AIG, and I, I know because my friend uh, still works there, Yuju um, and Liang, we had them last week. And uh, so, guys, if you do not have insurance, please go and like make sure that you do. <laughs> um, Gudip, coming back to your current role right now. So people want to know what percentage of it is, say, hands-on technical and what percentage of it is, say, people management and uh, just management of the programs that are going on? So as I took my uh, journey, so as I mentioned that I started as a senior security analyst at AIG. So I really, really liked working hands-on. And as I moved along laterally, vertically, and then, you know, a couple of roles in there and then becoming the chief security architect. So it kind of gives an idea, I hope to everyone, that I always try to stay close to technology. So being the architect, I could not really do just the management. I, I definitely had to, lack of any better word, uh, get my hands dirty with, uh, you know, whatever is coming in as emerging technology or whatever threats are that may bring in or whatever the total threat landscape looks like for AIG. And after that, as I joined Horizon, that was, if I may say, less of hands-on. It was more around uh, policy uh, management and risk management. Um, but I, I would be very honest that it was very difficult for me to stay away from, uh, from being hands-on because that's the way for me to not to, to prove anything for myself, but to help people understand and help people grow from getting hands-on experience, nothing beats that. You cannot become a swimmer unless you get your toes uh, wet, right? So that is, uh, is, is very important for me. So in my current role as, as well, when I joined uh, PSEG, at time, the first uh, question that uh, you know, my, my boss asked me is that, okay, what do you think of the environment? And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't have, I haven't spent enough time here, but I have enough experience from hands-on perspective, from the architectural perspective. I can quickly come up uh, with, uh, with a defense in-depth framework with the gaps that I see. And working with the team, I, I, I challenge them many times because I know how the technical things work. I could easily, you know, not easily in the, in the sense that, yeah, trying to in intimidate anyone, but trying to to help them raise the bar or ask more questions or challenge what, uh, the, uh, what any project team may be asking them uh, for from the security perspective. So, and again, I'm not saying this is the only way to CISO, but the paths that I took had a lot of technology touch points and hands-on uh, with that. Hello? Yep, can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. 
So, 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 Gurdip, uh, thanks. Uh, uh, there, there are questions coming in, and uh, uh, people want to know what are the challenges in this role. Um, like, what is something that you um, maybe like you know from a personal level, uh, as well as from a work level. So, what are the channel challenges that you would face in a CISO role, or maybe um, I think the question is like uh, worded in a way i don't know what may be the challenges uh, to getting a ceo role so let's uh, so uh, i can address uh, both parts of the question let's start with challenges to getting to the ceo role so yes not uh, not easy but in the sense that i had that set in my career roadmap that i want to be at this level and whatever i have to do to get to that uh, position i keep you know kind of keep myself updated with certifications and kind of you know take care of technology or the technical hands on so i don't have to worry about that but at the same time there is a lot of effort that would go into building the relationships uh, getting guidance from my mentors making sure i have a sponsor who can advocate for you know for me and kind of toot my horn that yes she has done or she is doing a good job in whatever project i'm working on that was very critical and at the same time building my network outside the company outside my team and that was from the community work and and milo for you and i have been doing that the isc squared uh, chapter and not with the intention that we have to gain something from it but it definitely helps you that you feel at least from my perspective i feel contented that yes i am doing something that is going to benefit the community may not help me with any of my career aspirations and that should absolutely not be the objective but just make me a better person inside out so that was very important for me and then uh, learning about how the 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 management at the higher level works like getting from the middle management into the upper if i may say how would that work what things that i need to gain from the soft skills uh, perspective how do i need to maybe you know dress for success that may be important for some people that hey you need to maybe make a little bit of tweaks in how you are presenting yourself to the senior management and then also how you are delivering your message if you are putting in a lot of technical jargon you will lose them in the first 2 minutes so you are uh, reading your audience and coming up with your own uh, message that resonates with them not at all diluting the message but making sure the message is understood so that's the path to see uh, so sure thank you so much for sharing that um and and you brought up a good thing right like you were talking about attributes so can you like maybe three things that you think are extremely important like you i think you touched up on one of the things which is uh, how you translate uh, into english uh, so yeah. and and how you present uh, to higher management uh, whatever uh, issues are there etc so so i mean can you just like talk about like things which uh, people need to be mindful of even before they um they can like uh, maybe transition into a ceo role but there are like throughout their career uh, two three maybe uh, more things that people need to be mindful of one of the things that you said is how you present yourself and so if you can elaborate on that that would be extremely sure. helpful yes and that is uh, thanks nilo for that is uh, things that i consciously did 
one of course you know be very comfortable in your own skin right do not try to to be someone else at the same time always work on on enhancing your own personality so one thing i learned early on is even though i grew up in uh, and and i'm not trying to be uh, you know i know it can be a sensitive topic for some people grew up in new delhi grew up in india had been very comfortable with with other language like english but hindi and hindi of course you know is our national language there and then punjabi is my mother tongue so i always speak that i love to speak that at home but at the same time grew up in, in a school where we had the, everything taught in english and of course a college coming here english was not a problem but at the same time it was not my first language so sometimes it happens unconsciously we are thinking in in our mother tongue and then we are trying to bring it out in a second language so that can cause some gap or pause that may be unexplained for pauses are good when somebody asks you a question you take maybe you know a, a brief pause think about it before you even answer the question because you want to make sure that you know what message you want to deliver but at the same time if you if you just start talking you are thinking in hindi or punjabi in my case and then you are translating in english that can be a little bit of a little bit awkward and you can add lot of ums and ahs and 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 that may may dilute the message or may confuse uh, the other person so that's something that i personally on my own if i may say learned and i heard about that somewhere and then i was like yeah that's a good tip and then the other thing i would say is if you know your uh, again going back to the technical stuff you cannot really be too technical if i'm talking to someone in finance and they are working on a saas solution for account reconciliation i cannot come and talk to them about uh, you know how the data is segregated and how the encryption would work they will not understand that so i have to make sure that i am talking in in terms that they can really understand but at the same time have that voice of conviction that yes i know my stuff i'm making it simple for you to understand but doesn't mean that the stuff by itself would be simple to achieve so those are you know a couple of things that i from my own experience learned put into place hard work absolutely and when i say hard work sometimes you know we tend to complain that oh i work 9 to 5 i work you know 7 to 10 whatever in the evening time but if you are working then make sure that the results that you are delivering are also reflective of that just working extra hours but the result is not the quality of the work is not reflecting then it it's the the, the quantity doesn't count the the quality of work would would count sure and uh, now coming back to uh, like when you transition from your other roles uh, to a ceo role so was there a time when you said okay this is this is this is good now this is uh, my time to transition how because there's a question which says like when do you know you're ready to make that uh, jump or that take that leap of faith yep i think everyone has to know that in their heart but from my own story perspective i would know i have to make i should get ready for the move when either i am not being challenged enough in the role or i see that i am not getting the due credit for what i am doing which i 
I, I would know that what my worth is. And if I'm not being recognized for that and that everyone has to, this can be a difficult conversation, but unless you know your worth and you yourself recognize your worth, no one else is going to do that for you. So that was the, the key for me, uh, you know, either the role is becoming small for me or I'm not getting uh, the recognition uh, for my work. Sure. And, and just now, like in your role, right? Uh, uh, like what kind of like uh, certifications and what kind of, because I know you were uh, doing the healthcare certification at a time and uh, uh, stuff, but I mean, so, so to get into a CISO role, what kind of certifications? And then once you become a CISO, what kind of like uh, training or what kind of like a, a certification path do you have? Because I, I know like both of us are like, we are constantly learning and like trying to, to do, do new things. But uh, wh what is, um, what was your plan and wh what is it right now? So before becoming the CISO, I had, uh, you know, uh, multiple certifications, of course, uh, CISSP and the architecture and CISA and PMP and the SANS had those certifications, joined the healthcare. So of course, was looking at the healthcare certification. Now in the CISO role, I tried to continue with additional security certifications. But at the same time, it has to be a well-rounded effort. So I'm not just focused on security. I'm working on risk. I'm working on compliance. I have to make sure that I'm communicating it appropriately and accurately to different audience, whether it's a lower management, whether it is a senior management, or whether it is a board of directors. So I am um, constantly educating myself and not focusing on any certification for that but definitely learning you know new things from different resources and um, you know from the security background yes the technical stuff comes easy to us but uh, one other thing that i learned not in this role but even prior to that is get an idea of what the senior management is reading about because when you get the opportunity to speak to them in the elevator or in any conference or any other session then you would know what you what you can start uh, the dialogue with. So that maybe you know someone may find valuable. I found it very valuable for myself in the sense that I I, I made an effort to to learn to understand that okay you know yes of course the senior management is reading the Wall Street Journal yes they are reading the New York Times so anything that is relevant there that would be from the technology or from the cyber perspective, I would pay extra attention to that. So, yep. Sure, sure. And, and now the question is like, uh, do you need a, a graduate degree, which is like a, a master's degree uh, for a CISO role or is it required? It was not required for my current role. I have an undergrad, I do not have a master's degree. It may be required for you know any other places. I cannot talk about. I do not know. I would be very surprised if I may say, but again. Uh, and uh, okay, uh, there is another question like how stressful is this role? How stressful is it? Because people want to know if it is extremely stressful. Maybe that's not something for them. But uh, so so there's a question like uh, is it is it a stressful role? 
um, and how do you deal with it? Yes, I'm smiling, but yes, it is. It is very. It is extremely stressful. Actually, you know, when I joined this as, as a CISO, somebody asked me at that time, "So, what's keep you up at night?" And my response was, "The lights, because I want to make sure the lights always stay on. There isn't any." Cyber, if I may say, impact because PSEG, many of you may know, uh, supplies electric and gas to uh, New Jersey and part of uh, Long Island. We supply the of New York. We supply the electric. So yes, it is extremely stressful. Depends on your own personality. If you can take it, if you want to take it, right? If that's something that you want to do. And for me, if there is no stress, then I, I do not really perform well. so i really like to have that little bit of stress in life that yes i need to i maybe i get challenged and i perform well yeah and and in none of our jobs right you can say there is no stress it's stress but fun that's how i describe my role and otherwise uh, pretty much like there is not much to learn also right because there is pressure then on like even like diamond when when there is like a lot of pressure on it it comes out becomes a diamond otherwise it's just like carbon Uh, and nobody values that um, there are a bunch of questions coming in what can, what what how do you keep yourself abreast what kind of magazines um, what about conferences and what about like um, volunteer efforts etc um, like what do you do right now and what did you do and how did that help you to um, transition to this current ceo role does does that have a, a um, contribution in your uh, career yes absolutely so yes uh, try to keep myself abreast with and as nilofer you mentioned earlier certifications help with that as well because once we we commit that yes i'm going to get this certification you study you cannot just get something without any hard work so that helps me i read and i i just cannot or unable to find enough time to read the complete books but i do spend time on you know reading some of the uh, material on the websites and as i said from the business perspective new york times wall street journal harvard business review uh, those are uh, some of my favorite to go places for uh, for very relevant focused information from the cyber perspective i think you you must be having a lot of resources like uh, you know isc squared is one of the best resources then we have sans that provides good information we have krebs on security that everyone uh, goes and read and then uh, as a ceo i also have access to uh, to multiple isas those information sharing um, platforms and that could be either the from the government perspective from the energy sector perspective or there are other multi sector or new jersey perspective so i i do have access to those um, sources of information and then uh, if we go even a step higher i have the uh, you know the, the secret clearance so i do get access to to some data that would be uh, very relevant for for the cyber but in general yes i do have those you know uh, follow some of the, uh, the the definitely the cyber news if i may say very very closely and um, and maintain your your network and that becomes electronic right i know whatsapp is very popular many people use it to send a daily good morning message but some people use it more constructively right and then you can share your knowledge you can share the links and and make sure they are not fake and 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 that can also be used in in today's world very effectively 
I use that effectively. Thanks, uh, Gurdip. And uh, people want to know that uh, basically, like when you when you moved into uh, cybersecurity from your current uh, from your uh, past role as an uh, cyber as an security, I think you were a chief security architect, right? Um, what 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 are the what are those what are the things from there that you've carried forward in your current role and uh, like we spoke about things that yes you have to be like technical enough to understand what's going on and to guide people around but uh, in your current role uh, how much of that is uh, continued like do you like uh, use those skills so i can you know give an answer in two pieces one things that i carried forward and things that I did not carry forward, right? And what I mean by that is when you, when I am working at some place and I, I have my boss, like who is a CISO or even higher up, things that you would like to, to take from them when you eventually become the CISO or things that you'd be like, ah, I do not really want to take that stuff. So be cognizant of that as well, right? So as you observe your own management, then make sure you're making notes of things that you are like, yes, this is absolutely I want to do when I become the CISO. And things that, uh, Nilo, for, uh, to, your, uh, to your question about what I carried forward, yes, I did carry forward the technical. As I said, I just feel very comfortable with that. I did carry over the, the technical piece. I did uh, make sure that my team understands what I would like the, the architecture to be or how I would like uh, the overall framework or the security operating model to be. And, and technology plays a big big piece in that, right? It, it's a big part of that. It cannot be just, uh, let's talk only about people. It has to be people process technology. And at the same time, technology is only this much. The bigger piece is the people. If you really train your people well, if you motivate your people well, manage them well, technology is the easier part then. So from that perspective, I brought forward the people management skills and definitely try to incorporate things, the positive things that I, I observed and kept out the negative things that I may have seen uh, in the career. Sure, thanks. That's really helpful. Um, there's a question about how do you handle higher management? How do you like uh, basically like get the funding for all your programs? That's very tough. <laughs> I wish there's an easier answer for that. So it's um, persistence, I would say. <laughs> Just keep persistent, uh, persistence in that. And two, again, uh, repeating myself, but try to keep it as, at a simple level. And three, always be ready with, you know, what things that you are looking for but it's not possible to get the funding for all the things. And, and one tip that I can give you is, um, as I read things in the news or books or wherever, the current things, if, if a breach happens somewhere, it's very important for me to do the anatomy of the breach. And of course, if that could happen in your own organization, when you do that, you can identify the gaps in that, that you may or may not have in your organization. If you have certain gaps and you already identified that in your previous funding request, you can really bring that up 
you know, in your next conversation with your management that, hey, this happened. This is why it happened. These are the gaps they had. This is one of the gaps that we have. And by the way, I had proposed, I had requested for this tool, process, technology, people, uh, process, or, you know, whatever that would be to, to fix that. And by the way, this is a price tag to fix it. So that's uh, you know something that becomes persistent, and I do not really want to to come you know up as uh, yes everything is good. You present and you get the funding. I I personally do not uh, uh, know that would happen, and uh, it's it's just you have to make those adjustments at the same time the layers of defense that you have in place, and then you have to really prioritize that. Oh my God, I'm completely vulnerable in this specific section of this particular domain, I really have to prioritize, I really have to make sure that the management understands that. Sure. Um, there's a question which says, like, what does a typical day in the life of a CISO uh, look like? Would you be willing to like share what it looks like in your case? Um, starts with meetings, and then in meetings forever, kind. But at the same time, um, I do try to to set aside some time to one to stay on top of things that are going on, right? You sometimes we get too much into the day to day, the daily grind that we forget what the bigger picture looks like. So for me, that is important. And other thing that is important for me is I stay in touch with my own people. Like even in the virtual world, whatever works for whichever teams. But I do want to keep sure that I am in in touch with my own team. And of course, you know, if your boss calls, drop everything and, and you focus on, on what needs to be addressed there. Um, but the, the priorities need to be to be clear and and make sure that and, and that's just my own thing that I would do. I, I want to make sure I try to make sure that my team knows that I am on top of things. I am seeing what alerts are coming. I am reading how alerts are being addressed. I may not be going into all the nitty gritty, but I'm keeping an eye on that. And I will question if I see that, hey, this was not really done in, in, a, in 100%, if I may say accurate or fully complete manner. And then at the same time, letting my management know that, yep, this thing came up working on it. So give them the level of comfort that, yes, we have, you know, handle on everything. Uh, good tip. One thing that I have learned from you is um, the way you have like um, created your brand and how you've like, you know, maybe whether it is on LinkedIn or your tweets or uh, other social media uh, content or the way, you know, you speak at all these different conferences and stuff. Uh, can you uh, provide some kind of tips for people who are starting out? Yes, I can do that but again people may have noticed or may have seen i am not really very active on social media that much you will not see a lot of tweets from me a lot of linkedin linkedin posts but i do make sure that if there is something that i have to do i will absolutely do so i will not do something just for the sake of it but will do it as uh, you know i i should be doing but when you are starting out that is absolutely, you know, something that you should be doing because you really want to make sure that people know you have capabilities, you have strengths, and you should highlight those strengths. And the social media becomes an, an amazing platform 
uh, for that you know for the tweets and the linkedin posts and even uh, something on the on the, on the facebook and when i say facebook i know people do not like facebook or some people do not even have accounts on that but let me uh, tell you why i think it's important because that becomes giving back to the community your friends on facebook may not know what security freeze is about what the credit freeze is about so that becomes your responsibility that if you are on facebook you make sure you are putting out a post there that hey if you don't know this is what it's about so for me that's more important but at the same time if someone is starting out please uh, take advantage of that and and come up with your own uh, with your with your own position on things that are going on or things that you have learned instead of just sharing some link because to me that does not really it provides value but provide that add on value with including your own thought your own solution to a problem or your own ideas about that thanks and um, like suppose somebody is uh, wanting to transition from uh, another career into cyber security not necessarily like at at this time they don't know if they want to become a ciso or not but they want to transition from another career into cyber security what are like two things that you they should definitely do transitioning from non it into security or it could be i, I mean yeah it could be like non it it could be like say maybe from financial audit or i mean yeah i know it's like one thing will not fit everybody but uh, like suppose because all the domains are different right but suppose somebody has decided like okay i want to transition into a cyber security role maybe they are from it so let's take it and then non it uh, roles and uh, w- what are like something that you know they really need to be mindful of or something that they really need to uh, study or maybe like say something like certifications should they just go pursue certifications as a first step or should they learn about technologies as a first step or should they like join a volunteer organization as a first step so what are like things that you think are important for somebody some some person who's like trying to transition so someone who is trying to transition from it into cyber i would say that's uh, you know absolutely doable and i i personally take interest in doing that even you know wherever i work like in this organization or in the previous organizations because coming from it you already know technology what you need to add there is how to evaluate how to to think about technology in risk terms what risk that technology brings or what risk that technology addresses it could be two of those things and there is no and all there right so that becomes easier and if you are transitioning from it to security you could come from any any domain if you are working on technology that is on the identity and access you can you clearly have uh, you know if a step up on the identity and access management uh, domain and then if you are working on 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 data analytics you already have uh, you know a step up if i may say on the on the analytics and security analytics may become your next thing so absolutely uh, is is easier to come from technology into cyber from the certification perspective it always helps to get your foot into the door right and gives you more credibility you may want to start with if nothing else a security plus certification 
and that just gives the uh, someone who is the uh, your hiring manager an idea that you are serious about getting into security and yes you are willing to do whatever it takes to become a pro in cyber so that sure. could be from technology to to cyber non technology you gave a very good example nelofer if someone is doing financial audit they already know oh my god they have such a huge uh, step up in terms of um, uh, you know having all the knowledge about how the auditing goes what are the what's the nitty gritty of doing an an audit and all of that transitions very smoothly into doing a technology risk audit and it, it just they already have that mind frame they already have that mindset and and getting in your foot into the door again learning about learn about one technology if nothing else just try to learn about one technology do not try to get a security certification because you already have the risk background being in audit you already have the risk background so try to to learn maybe a little bit more about a technology and a relevant certification if possible and that should help with transitioning into into the cyber sure thank you so much gurdeep for joining us today and thank you everybody who's on our live stream uh, if you are interested in learning about a particular career or a, a particular path in cybersecurity just ping me and i will probably invite uh, relevant uh, industry professionals who are here to help you thank you gurdeep for paying it forward and contributing you have been a um like even even like uh, you are the vice president just now of ic squared and uh, paying it forward thank you so much i really appreciate everything that you do thank you thanks okay so our live stream is now done and